out. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the second episode of Take a Sip podcast. I have a beautiful guest here with me. This is my friend Kiana, Hi. aka Kiki, <laughs> aka the Dynamic Duo. This is true. And we will get to Kiki and all things Kiki in a second. First, I'd like to welcome you guys again to the second episode of Take a Sip Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything real life. And I'm just so excited to be here. Um, you can find us on here, YouTube. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Spotify. Uh, send it to your friends. Tell everybody. Tell all the world, all the girls, everybody you know. Today, we are going to be talking about ghosting and having ever been ghosted or doing some ghosting ourselves. We've both experienced quite a bit of both ends. stuff. But before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and let Kiki introduce herself so that you can understand the dynamic difference here. Okay, so my name's Kiana. Um, only those that love me can call me Kiki. Don't get it twisted. Um, I have been friends with Jackie for, like, what, two, three years, maybe? I think three. I worked for her initially, three, but now we're the dynamic duo. And when you see her, you see me. When you see me, you see her. Period. Um, yeah, that's right. And she's honestly a godsend of a friend. <laughs> a little uh, addition to this podcast last night she actually saved my life <laughs> last night I was home alone and I was terrified because I got home to a post-it note on my door of somebody saying that they saw me earlier in the day and that if I wouldn't mind either sending them booty pics or exchanging my IG to them for money and for me to come home to my doorstep and see a post-it note like that it really kind of threw me off and because they also rang the doorbell so they rang the doorbell twice with an intention like waiting for you to be home waiting for me to be home it's like they were waiting for me to arrive to know that they left that post-it note and it really scared me so immediately i sent a text to the group chat and the first person to always save me anytime anytime i need a friend anytime i'm sad kiki has showed up to my door with flowers kiki has showed up to my door with treats she is one of the greatest friends of all time she's very considerate very cancer queen energy um, so i love my kiki and i'm so thankful for her being here uh, and supporting me all my friends support me so if you guys see my friends on this couch it's because these people genuinely support me not that they're comfortable on the camera, not that they're not nervous. They are doing this out of love for me, and I'm so thankful to you guys for that. And also, too, we had a uh, take a sip. <laughs> By the way, I know this looks disgusting. It's Celsius. We didn't know that Celsius looked like this. I thought underneath it was clear. I poured, I was very surprised. I did vodka and Celsius, and I was like, why is it yellow? What is going on? No why wonder my pee looks a little green. <laughs> Get that settlement money. If you don't file for that, like, what is that? settlement money. I would be looking at the toilet. Why does it look like that? Why is it <laughs> for real. Oh, now it makes sense. But uh, hence the truth of the name, take a sip. Now, it's not always going to be take a sip of alcohol. It could be take a sip of tea because sometimes we're going to be dropping hot tea. Sometimes it's going to be take a sip of your coffee because we're going to have a little casual, comfortable, warm conversation. And sometimes, sometimes you need to take a sip. Sometimes you need some vodka. Sometimes you need some vodka. That's what's in there, some Tito's. So I might end up out El Perico not taking care of my responsibilities and my homework thanks to Kiki and her Tito's influence. I mean, it was only fitting to have vodka. Like, come on. I'm here. 
And you we are the vodka queens. Yeah, you cannot have a feeling. Yeah, we really are the vodka queens. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the first segment of the show. So I went ahead and asked my IG family red flags. Drop some of your red flags. So we're going to go through a few of them, and then I'm going to ask Kiki for her red flags. <laughs> so let's go through some of these red flags. And listen, my Instagram family never disappoints. Dude, if you guys do not follow me on IG... You need to follow me immediately because they do not disappoint. The stories on there, the responses, people trust me with their secrets. I will never put you on blast. And I try to always respond to everyone. Always. As much as possible. So let's get into some of the red flags that you guys, my viewers, gave me. All right. You guys never disappoint. These red flags always coming in hot. Number one. Dated his own cousin. <gasps> Shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> actually, actually, story time. <laughs> when I was in high school, there was somebody who called somebody. I'm really cool with her now and stuff, but they used to call each other cousins or family members in some kind of way. And then they ended up together and they're like now in a relationship, but they were never really cousins. Like, but what? the fact that they grew up and called themselves cousins That's and then later became a couple yeah really interesting it was very interesting for everybody because everybody was like wait we thought you guys were cousins like it was confusing because they had labeled themselves cousins and that's what makes you wonder like well were you guys ever really cousins or not but they weren't but it's just the fact that they were introduced as that that made it so confusing i need like i mean not that i need more details on this but are we talking like first second are you family, <laughs> is it your third are cousin? You family friends is it twice removed not that it fucking matters like if it's your cousin that's fucking disgusting who dates their cousin that's, that is some hillbilly well that's not even a red flag at that point like that is, that's just psychosis like that's oh not even a red god. flag oh my god oh that's terrifying okay, okay moving on Oh, four baby mamas. <gasps> okay, Summer Walker. I was such a mama. She should have whooped you. Hey. Oh, louder, louder, no, louder, no, no, louder. No. Four baby mamas. Obviously, why would you consider that a red flag? I mean, what, what, get, like, what realistically makes a red flag out of four baby mamas. What I, is it? I just feel like you can't seem to make things work with the person you're creating like life with. Why are you just impregnating like one bitch after another? Yes. To me, it shows me that there's like lack of responsibility. Yeah, it's like lack, lack of, of responsibility. Yeah, it's like you already made even at two, it's like you already made two different kids with two different people. Managing that is difficult. Even me speaking for myself as like having to co-parent with one person, I cannot imagine four. At two, I would be like, learn my lesson, never doing this again. Like, I just feel like, why are you not taking it serious? Like, you're creating life. Like, what are you like, eh? Like, you're just over there planting seeds, like, watering garden. No, yet, they're not watering the garden. They're just planting seeds and dipping. And yet, women, like, birth control is a thing for women, not men. Like, when a man can impregnate six women in one fucking night, and you want women to be... Ugh. The world is a messed up no, place. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Give me a drink. <laughs> I need a drink to that. Absolutely not. Okay, let's see. Blaming it all on the exes for failed relationships and not taking accountability. Yeah, that's that's a big one. 
I would say so too. I would say that anytime that a man is always pointing the finger at every previous relationship failing because of the other person and never taking some form of ownership. When they hit you with the, oh, she was fucking crazy. Okay, well, why was she crazy? Like, you provoked her, right? And don't get me wrong, some bitches are really just crazy, but. Yeah, the, the girls with the license plates that say toxicos, I'll never honk at them. Because I am not trying to get in a fight on the freeway, girl. Michael, what did you do, though, to make someone crazy? Because I've acted out of character because I was provoked. Mm -hmm. So, what did you do? That's my first question. Que Yeah, what did you do? No te has pendejo. Mm -mm. Okay. Let's do two more. When their phone is on silent, what do you think about that? Mm, I don't think that's a red flag. I personally don't think it's a red flag. Because um, then I'm a big fucking red flag. Then me too. I'm a big red flag too because I actually have all my notifications silenced for all apps of all sorts. And yeah. sometimes I even go on do not disturb on yeah. my messages. But that's just me on a regular daily basis. And I think that's more so to protect my peace. But if they're not on that level, then I guess it could be a red flag. Yeah. I think more so if you have your phone flipped face down all the time. That. That, I think, is a red flag. Not having your shit on silent, because I have, I've never have sound on my phone, ever, ever, ever. The phone flipped upside down, I think that bothers me a lot. I'm looking at you a little sideways, like, why is your shit always flipped upside down? Every time we sit down, it's like, immediately it goes yeah, like this. like, mm -hmm. you're not slick. Yeah, that's a red flag for me. Yeah. Okay. Last one. There's a lot, girl. Receding hairline, two baby mamas, doesn't communicate plans, no social media, and I quote, love bombing, works 24-7, like, damn. When he has Snapchat, two phones, damn. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I have two phones, I have two, two phones. but damn, I, guess, I feel attacked. I guess I'm a red flag, I got two phones. If he's a musical, like, these things just do not <laughs> stop. I'm like, okay, they got red flags for days. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt everybody? Tell me your story. Oh my gosh. But okay, let's leave it at this one and then you can tell me one of your red flags. Okay. Uh, following count of women on IG. I think, yeah, that it's just an ick in general if a guy's following is 90% like predominantly female and also if it's larger than their follower, like what? You don't even have to follow back, baby. Like they're not even following you back. Ick. Major. Ick. Ick. Like, Major. why are you following that many girls? And I think it's a red flag more so because it tells me that you have no self-control as a man. Yeah. That you want to see these things and you have no self-control. It's like a man that watches corn. Mm -hmm. Like, that just tells me that you have no control over your, like, desires. Yeah. That That's scary to me because that means that those people can succumb to their desires yeah. and how does that make me feel safe in like a relationship right or in like anything? it's I would, not gonna provide any security no i would feel like hmm yeah very like your character dude i think my following count has been the same for ever ever i think it's probably gone up by maybe 20 people that i followed in like three years yeah i think i'm very selective too and it's not like a oh i don't want to follow you back like it's just i don't want to see your shit like if i don't if I don't have, like, some kind of, like, Real relationship connection. with you or, like, I'm going to see you again, like, I don't want to follow you back, like. Yeah, I don't want to follow you. I tell everybody, I'm not going to follow you. You can follow me, but I'm not going to follow you back. <laughs> That's what I'm like, yeah. I straight up say that. Yeah, okay.
me and Kiki, okay, before we get into ghosting, because oh. ghosting is next. Oh my god. But me and Kiki went to Vegas recently. We always have a time in Vegas. Listen, Vegas is like our second home. Vegas loves us. And we love Vegas. But, um... <laughs> We were in Vegas, and we were just meeting all these people randomly. We always end up at tables. We always end up just, it's an experience every time. And this guy <laughs> literally looked like a mix of LMFAO and Steve Aoki. And he's like, come on, let's take a picture. And we're like, okay. I didn't mean it. And we're like, okay. He literally grabbed us like we were friends and like had us on each side and was like, yeah, like another one. And we're like. And All then, awkward. Like, the next day, we both get like a, a DM request, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, I check him every now and then, and it's he tagged us in his story. Like, I don't know who this man he, was. I was like, "Kiki, he <laughs> tagged us in his post. He followed us. He tags in his post so much so that his friends were like, "Wait, you know him?" And we're like, like "No." no. <laughs> no, I never saw that man ever again in my life. Like, I... The thing is, like, I go to Vegas so much and I have so many friends out there now that yeah. I'm, like, I'm always meeting new people and Jackie came with me that time and, I mean, yeah, that, that man really, like... I was like, no, we didn't know him. <laughs> he just took a picture with I us. Alex was like, oh, you guys know him? Yeah. We were like, no. We actually don't. Um, no, I don't. But if you're watching this right now, thanks. We for love you, shots. sir. That was fun. Great memory. Yeah, I think he was celebrating big, so he didn't, yeah. he just wanted to take pictures yeah, of everything. I Which it. I'm all well and yeah. fine in doing, but it was just very <laughs> random when we got tagged the next day. I was like, he done found us on social media. <laughs> good times. Good times, good times. Alright, so those are the red flags of everybody else. Give me one of yours, Keeks. What is a red flag for you? If a guy is over the age of, I'll say 20, and using Snapchat as a main form of communication, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're asking for my Snapchat? I feel like this is a very... A generational difference between me and Kiki. That's another reason why I wanted Kiki here because uh, if you guys didn't, I don't think you said your age, no, right? I'm Kiki's, 23. So Kiki's 23 and I'm 34. So that's a whole decade apart. Yeah. So I feel like this is such a huge thing in Kiki's generation because I have Snapchat too, but I rarely use it. And to me, I've never really had that thing where it's like, oh, Snapchat or like a Snapchat issue. Yeah. But so to me, I don't understand necessarily what you're saying in terms of that being a red flag, because that's not something that I experienced right. in my generation. So explain it more to me what that means. Like what what is a Snapchat red flag? Like I'm like if I was new and did it, I, I actually really don't know much about it. So mm -hmm. what is makes it a red flag? I see it as a red flag because. If we're, if I have your number, Instagram, whatever, and like in addition you want to Snapchat, whatever. But if you're asking me just for my Snapchat and that's your main form of communication, I see it as a red flag because Snapchat is so fucking sneaky. Like your messages disappear the second you open them up. Or now I think it's like 24 hours after they Can't you save them too though? You can. So, I mean, I've also had some instances where like... Some people were covering their tracks intentionally, right? And they're like, oh, do you have Snapchat? I'm like, all right, I know what the fuck it is. Like, sure. 
Um, but yeah, I just feel like, why are you using, like, it's sneaky, it's deceiving, like, what are you hiding, or who are you hiding these messages from, you know, like, that's how I see it, and I'm like, why can't you just text me? Like, you're a grown man, like, why are you using Snapchat to communicate? And I still don't get it, because at the end of the day, can't you still delete text messages? I mean, you can, I guess, but, like, right? I think Snapchat is just quicker. And if like, you have the number. Yeah, I think Snapchat is just, like, a quicker way to, like, oh, well, it's open, it's gone, like, kind of, like, vanish mode on Instagram now. I've seen that, too. I never used it. I've never used it, but I've had a guy use it on Oh, my gosh, I remember. And I was, like, Ew. what the fuck? I've never had anybody use it until he did, and I was, like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Yeah, so I just think, like, if that's your main form of communication, like, just text me, bro. Like, you don't have to, in addition to texting me if you want to Snapchat me, okay, fine. I don't really use it, but I just like it's dirty. Like, when a guy's asking for a Snapchat, I'm like, are you going to send me a dick pic? Like, don't Oh, me. is that what it's like? Is I that also think that's, like, what it correlates to, because, like, once it's gone, it's gone, you know? Like, oh, I don't want your fucking dick pic. Please don't send me a dick pic. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why it is. See, uh, this is new to me because I don't see Snapchat as a red flag in my perspective or, like, where I am at in life. Because, like, I snap you. You just snapped me yesterday. Okay. Uh, she sent me a video of my niece. Her, her niece, yeah. uh, which I'm obsessed with. I'm a Sienna stands. <laughs> Love you, Sienna. Um, she's just a baby. She's like six months old, and I just am obsessed with her. So she sends me pictures of her or like videos of her. And sometimes, yeah, you're right. It's probably easier on Snapchat. But I've never experienced that. You've never had a guy send me like a dick pic on Snapchat? Never. I've had, I've had random guys follow me on Snapchat that I don't know how they followed me or how they found me on Snapchat without following me on any other social media. Right. Like, they don't know who I am on other social media platforms. Yeah. And I have, like, started a conversation with me, but, like, I don't know who they are, and I've never, like, entertained it. Because right. I, I don't know who they are, yeah. so I don't know. That's why Snapchat, to me, it's... You don't see it that way. Yeah, because I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's definitely a generational difference yeah for for both of us okay so i think one of my red flags would definitely be somebody who shows that they're lazy like in every which way so somebody who has a character or like that evil spirit of like laziness like yeah. because then that just tells me that you're going to be lazy in about every aspect yes about your work about what you do about our relationship you're not going to put as much effort as you should because you're just lazy across the board so that just is a major red flag for me period because it's like you're easily influenced to do take the easy way out mm -hmm. in life in yeah. any which way and so I feel like if you do that, then you're not going to invest into a relationship. You're going to be lazy about getting to know me more or what I like. like. The effort in every aspect. Of we'll it. make it non-existent. Yeah, it's just not there. Yeah, so that's that's a major red flag for me. And I think the way that I identify that is like in... I feel like with a man, you can't pay attention to his blah, blah, blah. No. Like, you got to observe his how he moves. And you need time. Yeah. You need time to observe how somebody moves. So you kind of just got to move slowly and, like, observe how they move. But once you see them and the way that they move, so, like, let's say they don't put effort into getting themselves ready or they don't put effort into, um, like, when they express themselves about their job and let's say they say, like, oh, no, but I'm not going to do that extra training because blah right like it'll take me too much time i feel like that shows the characteristics of lazy i personally don't want to be around 
somebody like that. Like, it's just a red flag for me. Because I don't want you to be lazy. Like, I want right. you to be like, da 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 That's because you're ambitious. You're a very ambitious, go-getter individual. So, like, why would you want someone who's not going to match that and be, like, the same? Yes. On the same level? Yes. Yeah. So, that's just scary for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we got the red flags out of the way, and I'm a little tipsy... <laughs> Thanks, you Kiki. Want to it? I'm like, no, Kiki. I'm like, I'll be asleep before we finish throw that back, episode. Mmm. A little sip. Let's get into ghosting. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so today's main topic and what we wanted to discuss was ghosting. And we thought that this was such a valid thing because again, generationally, it's a little different. Yeah. And I want to hear Kiki's experiences with ghosting. Have you been ghosted, and have you done any ghosting? I have been on both ends. I'm not proud to say I have ghosted, and I have been ghosted. Wait, why are you not proud to say that you have There's ghosted? There's one instance where I, I feel like, fuck, like, I should have just explained why I wasn't into it anymore, you know, like, but I feel like so much time has passed at this point, it would be almost offensive to, like, be like, hey, I just wanted you to know, like, da, 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 da. it would be fucking offensive for me to now be like, hey, like, I don't know what that guy's up to now, but, you know, like, if I were to see him in person, I'd be like, you know what, I'm sorry, like, I should have just laid it out for you. Another instance was necessary, he was fucking crazy, like, I had to do it. I, I had to. I had to block him on everything because he was so scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also have been ghosted. So I've, like, I've been on, you know, the receiving end, and I've also been the one doing it. And, um, yeah, it's just shitty. It's just shitty. So tell me why exactly, before you tell me the situations, tell me why exactly you felt like you should have explained to the person that you ghosted what was the reason behind your ghosting and why do you feel now <laughs> like you should have explained it they want to hear the story <laughs> run it we want to hear the dirt so we had gone on a couple of dates right um and i think maybe like three dates at this point and we went out we got a drink and an appetizer okay and i <laughs> <laughs> laugh <laughs> You're laughing. I'm like holding it in because I because know the know story. How it okay. Yes. So we order a drink, we order an appetizer, whatever. <clears throat> so the, he goes to the restroom and the bill comes. I had no problem putting my card down because he had paid for all the other dates, which I know my friends were like, why the fuck did you put your card down? And I was like, because he had already paid for the other dates. Like, I didn't mind. Genuinely did not bother me, okay? So I put my card down. What the issue was for me, and I got the fucking ick, was because we had like a little bit of our appetizer left over. It was a fucking quesadilla, okay? It was a quesadilla. <laughs> so I put my card down. By the way, he's named quesadilla now. Quesadilla thief is what we <laughs> yes, refer to him Yeah. If you guys, do you guys name? Do you nickname all the men that you've dated or had on your rosters? Like, we need to know. Because the list is endless in our, in our group and chat. And like 90% of them are... <laughs> <laughs> but this is the quesadilla thief. This is the tale of the quesadilla thief. Yes. Okay, so so I pay for it. Then this, the waitress is like, oh, would you guys like a box for your leftovers? And we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. It was like two fucking pieces. I didn't care to take them, but I was like, whatever. <clears throat> so she comes, she brings the box. Tell me why this man, like, fucking packs up that quesadilla. I'm like, like, it's his, okay? Like... <laughs> It just he was taking it for lunch, like, girl. It he ain't got nothing on his fridge. <laughs> you want to know why it bothered me? It's because, like, 
If you didn't put your card down or pay for it, even if it were with one of my fucking friends, I would never be like taking my happy ass and making that shit mine, okay? I'd be like, you can take it, like, you paid for it. I wouldn't even, like, think, no, he, I mean, maybe he really needed those leftovers. Either way, it just really, like, put me off. I just felt like it was inconsiderate. Like, to me, that's what I got from it. I was like, ew, like, you're not even gonna ask or be like, hey, like, do you want to take it? No, like, he took that shit happy and was, like, gone, okay? <laughs> I think I texted him a little bit after that night, and then I just stopped texting him and I never like I never let him know why I was bothered okay real question though <laughs> do you think that you actually really liked him then um because it was that easy for you to ghost him I realistically I don't maybe think now looking at it I really did like him um I think it was more like I enjoyed his company and like we got along well and um like, he was cool to hang out with, but I don't think it was someone that I would, like, really like. Because I feel like if you did really like somebody, it wouldn't be that easy to be like, eh, unless they disrespected you, you know? I also will say that this was when you were freshly out of a I relationship. I was freshly single. I think this was, like, the second guy I had ever, like, dated. So, also, I was just, like, in a very, um, I don't know, like, it was a lot of... Like, a very, like, eh. Yeah, like, I don't really, I shouldn't be doing this, right? Yeah. Um, so I do feel really, really bad about it now that I think about it. Like, I should have just told him, like, you know what? It's not going to work. Like, whether I needed to explain to him why, because it was over the fucking quesadilla or not. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, so... Dude, every time I see a quesadilla now, I legit think of this. Like, every time. I can't help it. <laughs> I really hope he's well. Like, he probably... <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this because like, I hope you enjoyed it and he got yeah. home, put it in sour cream. <laughs> I ate that shit the next day for lunch, like mm -mm -mm. okay. Put um, it in the oven, he's yeah. all happy. Like I thought about it and it was just like I shouldn't have done that. I should have just told him what it was, whether it was like directly that reason or not. Like, hey, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. But yeah, I feel bad about it when I think but that was like almost two years ago. Like that's fucking offensive for me now to be like, hey, like I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm sorry. About that. Yeah. Um, so that was the reason why I feel bad. The other one was totally necessary. Okay. Why? He was fucking crazy, okay? Indiana. Do you Indiana, remember Indiana, yeah. I already knew where we those were. We used nicknames, okay? So. Also, this, I was freshly single. This was the first guy I had dealt with, like, post-breakup, okay? I didn't know what was the streets held, like, but I was like, if this is what it, it's going to be like, bitch, I'm scared. Like, uh, preface, uh, Kiki was in a relationship <clears throat> prior to her being single for a couple five years, years. Five, six years, right? Yeah, five years. Yeah, so she was in a long-term <laughs> relationship, and this was like, obviously, with her age, now you guys know her age, so five, six years takes it back to high school. So it was the only relationship yeah. and long-term. So this was her freshly out of that. Yeah, I was 21, like freshly single. I went to Vegas, right? <clears throat> and you know, I thought like what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas, but <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Okay, so he was from out of state. He lived in Indiana, hence his nickname, right? It's, which is really ironic because the back of my jacket says Indiana fucking Speedway, <laughs> okay? About that. I did not plan that. Anyways, um. He wanted to keep in contact, like, after I met him, after, like, you know, we hung out, whatever. I didn't really expect to hear from him after, because, bro, you live in Indiana, I live in California, like, whatever. But he wanted to text, we would, like, occasionally talk on the phone, and the following month, I went to Vegas again, and it was us, our girls' trip, mm -hmm. which was, let me say, just the fucking girls' trip of the century. That was, yeah. <laughs> So, he knew I was going. I didn't lie about it. I, and not that I was even 
even talking to this man. Like, we would just text, like, here and there. It was never going to go anywhere. He lived in Indiana, like, and culturally, too. Like, I just, dude, it was just <clears> a guy <throat> I met once, whatever. So, I go to Vegas, have an epic fucking weekend, and I'm sitting at the airport. I remember this vividly. I get a text from him. At, we're going to go home, right? And he texts me, and he was like, were you on some fucking ho shit this weekend? And I was like, what was that? You met me on some ho shit play? <laughs> like, you knew what the fuck I was when you, you met me, bitch. What? You knew what it so, was. So, I'm like looking at it and I'm like, I'm just not going to respond to that because I don't know like what to say to that. Like, you're not my man. I don't even, like, I've met you, whatever. So, lo and behold to me, I didn't know I had my red receipts on because I, I don't have my red receipts on for anybody, right? Yeah. So, I don't know how that happened, but... I was reading his messages in real time, and he was seeing it, and I didn't know that I was leaving him on red. We're, like, boarding our plane, like, whatever. He starts blowing up on me, and he's, like, basically cussing me out, like, oh, you're you're on some fucking thought shit, like, you want to act, like, blah, 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 and I was, like, who the fuck are you talking to like that? And that's exactly what I told him. I was, like, I don't know who you're talking to like that, but it's not me. And he was I'm going to need you to pipe down, sir. He was blowing me up, and I was, like, bruh, like... I blocked him because I was like, you're not going to talk to me crazy like that. Like, this just not going to happen. So I blocked him. So since I have a MacBook, even though I blocked him, his text <coughs> messages were still coming through on my laptop. So I didn't check for like a few days later. I just blocked it. I was like fucking crazy. Blocked him on Instagram, whatever. Because he was nobody important. No, I met him once in Vegas. Like, okay, yeah. I, you know, once and that was it. That, I thought that was going to be it. So then I see him for days and weeks sending me texts. I'm sorry. I miss you. Please forgive me. I mean, he was sending me selfies. Okay, he got like an AMG, right? And I had money. Like, he fucking had all the gas stations that there was in Indiana, okay? Yeah. And he was sending me selfies of him with like his car. Like, I miss you. This man for six months after you guys was having, using his cousin's Instagram accounts to contact me and be like, please, please like unblock me. Like, if he lived in California, I firmly believe, bitch, I would have been dead on a Barbara Walters Dateline special a long fucking time ago. We were scared. <laughs> I was like, does he know who your friends are? Because I'm going to go into hiding. Like, I firmly believe if he lived in California, I would have been dead in a fucking ditch. And y'all would have seen me on Dateline. But, yeah. So I had to ghost him because, obviously, he was psychotic. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah. Those are the two instances. He didn't take no for an answer is no, the point. He did so, not take no for an answer. it was not just ghosting. It was kind of like protecting your boundaries in your space because he just genuinely could not take no for an answer so it wasn't just like she just disappeared and was like i'm out like this i'm not doing this i'm not explaining because she did try to be like hey yeah hey hey and he just never got it you start talking to me crazy you're no like yes it's a no it's a fucking no yes so yeah those are the two instances that i had ghosted yeah <laughs> I get it for that second one because he was crazy. We were all scared, yeah. period. Um, and now tell me about instances where you've been ghosted because I have never been ghosted. You've never been ghosted? I've never been ghosted, not once ever, not in my youngest years, not till this day, really? even in my older years. I've never actually been ghosted. Um I don't know if, again, it's a generational thing mm -hmm. or if it was like a thing when I was younger mm -hmm. because I've never been ghosted by anybody from when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And obviously I was married for a good time period, so nobody's going to ghost me. I was home with my kids. So, but prior to that, I had never been ghosted by anybody. And then 
Um, I was married, obviously. And then after my marriage and my dating life, I have never been ghosted. So I don't know the feeling of getting ghosted. And I did witness my mom being ghosted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my, right. My yeah. mom was ghosted. And so Fucker. what? Yeah, <laughs> asshole. Asshole. <laughs> nobody ghosts Ruby. Yeah, nobody ghosts my mom. She's an angel. Ugh. So when I saw that and I was newly into dating as well, I was like, I hope that nobody ever ghosts me. So one of like the very first conversations I have with people and dating mm-hmm. is like, hey, if you're not feeling it and you feel like I'm feeling it, but you're not feeling it, like just tell me straight yeah. up. I would rather know and like walk mm-hmm. away. And I've dated quite, I've dated a few people since I've been single and um, I have never been ghosted, but I did ghost somebody recently. I did go somebody recently, uh, which I was talk about it. Talk uh, about it right now. Yeah, tell us about it. Um, so I did go somebody recently. Uh, I've dated a few people post uh, again my separation. I did have a boyfriend for a time period, and then after the fact, I have dated, and before him, I dated a little bit too. And recently, I uh, really liked somebody. I really like genuinely liked somebody. I really did. Um, we hung out for like three months three four months i would say yeah yeah like approximately three four months i he was older he's a little bit older than me but i feel like in my age range yeah and uh we had really great conversation communication and it was cool like it was a vibe like i was like this could possibly go somewhere um and i really liked him but i did communicate my feelings in a few instances where i felt like there was inconsistencies in the way that he was treating me and i don't like to make decisions off the bat i like to give people time that once i've expressed my feelings to see how you move right like how are you going to react from now me telling you how i feel right so i like to express my feelings i'm very vocal but i'm vocal very calmly yeah and i'm vocal very thought out so i think about my feelings i process them before i actually speak, speak on, on them yeah i really do uh, my yeah, friends <laughs> my friends can attest to my yeah. personality no, yeah, though she does yeah so it took me some time and then finally i was like hey you know what like i really like you i'm really feeling you and like i just want to know why there's not some consistency in the way that this is moving especially right. at our age range I would think, and he was much older than me, he was close, he was about to be 40, yeah, actually. big ass prehistoric age. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> fucking dinosaur? Dude, you're a fucking fossil, and you're still acting like this? Get So I was, like, really, like, hey, I really like you, like, I really think that this has potential going somewhere, like, what, like, what is this disconnect? And so I communicated my feelings, and he was expressive in terms of, like, hey, like, I like you too, and um, I definitely see this going somewhere, and he really, like, responded in the way that I would have hoped. But this is where I tell you guys, and this is where I preach to you guys, that one thing is for a man to do, blah, 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 and it's another for you to observe his actions. So in the days and weeks post me expressing that, he did see me often, but... For some reason, I still felt I had that feeling of disconnect. And lo and behold, my friend downloads a dating app. One of my very good friends, actually, which I had encouraged her to do. Because I'm like, dude, at this point, like, where are we going to meet people? I encouraged her to do. She's my high school friend. And lo and behold, literally days after this conversation that him and I had, he liked one of her pictures on um, the dating app. 
And that just went ahead take and told drink. me, take, take a drink, girl, take, take a drink. Take a sip right now. I'm finishing this shit for you. Oh. So he went ahead and liked one of her pictures. And so I was like, no, he didn't. And she said, yup. And I, we looked at it, whatever. It was him. I said, okay, perfect. So I still played it off. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a profile myself on the dating app. It was on Hinge. And I said, I'm going to make a profile myself. It's a big profile, but I'm going to make a profile myself just so he can see me on there. And I'm pretty sure he came across my profile because she was a new profile. So I think since he had been on there, mm -hmm. um, he got to see when it was new profiles, okay. right? So, I don't know how any of it works. I've never, I've never downloaded an app in my life. Yeah. Okay. Well, pretty much he had been on it. So she's a new profile. So obviously it's going to pop up for him as like a new suggestion. Okay. okay so then... I was like, okay, cool. Since he did that, I'm going to make a profile in hopes that I'm sure he would come across it. Right. And see it. And see it. And yeah, sure enough, he did text me, but he didn't ask me about the profile. He said, hey, can I ask you something? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you like me? Like, do you really like me? And I was like, yeah, I do. But this is me already knowing that he, he was liked, still yeah. trying to entertain, still trying to do things. And I was like, yeah, I do. And me playing the fucking game. Yeah. I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> I don't like you so much, but fuck you. <laughs> hey, Mia, in and out, take me back. Drinking your milkshake. Yeah, I was like, in and out, like fucking. Can I get extra fucking chopped chilies and chilled onions, please? <laughs> I legit was at in and out when he was writing me that. <clears throat> and then I was like, okay. Cool. So then I just, I let it be. And then I was like, yeah, I really do. And he's like, yeah, you too. Like, I really like you too. And I was like, okay, perfect. And after that, I stopped responding. I decided to stop responding because I said, okay, we're at this ripe age where we should know what we want, where I know what I want, where I know and I'm secure in myself and I know what I'm vibing with. And if I'm not getting that energy reciprocated or if I'm not being treated like the way that I want to be treated and how valuable I see myself, then there is no need for me to continue this. I've already expressed and overexpressed my feelings. And although you said that you would do one thing and you did something otherwise, then that just told me exactly how you feel about me. So I didn't need to hear the words anymore. I saw your actions and your actions spoke for themselves. And once the actions were spoken, then that's when I made the decision. I'm always, always going to choose myself, baby. Every single time. Every time. I have learned my lesson. Every time. And I will choose myself every single time. I'm not going to go through this circle, this charade of trying to, okay, well, and then bring it up to him and then say this and then say that. I would have never ghosted anybody had it not been for that type of scenario because I feel like everybody deserves the respect yeah. of saying, hey, you know what? Like, this isn't working for me. But I feel like I had already expressed yeah, things. Yeah, you had said your piece. Right. And it's like, okay, then you chose to do that. And I that's another reason why I made the profile in hopes that he came across it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that he, he did. did. Yeah. I'm sure that he did. He did message me the next day, like a few times, and he's like, hey, and then I removed him off Snapchat because we used to Snapchat each mm -hmm. other. And he's like, hey, um, I just realized that you removed me. And he's like, so I'm assuming that means that you don't want to talk to me. 
and I'm not sure what happened and I'm sorry if I did anything wrong and I wish you the best and I just never responded and then he texted me the same thing and I just never responded until this day I have not responded uh, and I won't be responding at all and I don't feel like I owe him any explanation oh, no. if you were to ever reach out to me <clears throat> at some point then maybe I would I would more than likely be like well this is why yeah. I did it but for me to openly just be like, hey, no. um, I did it because of this. It's like, no, we're all grown. And you clearly know exactly what you're doing. And I made that profile with the intention of him coming across it right. again. Yeah. So that he could see it and be like, oh, snap, she's going to see me on here. And that's the reason I did it. So I know that his question of like, hey, are you into me was prompted by, by, that. by that. So I just left it as is. I would have never ghosted anybody. I feel like I'm at a... A mature level to where I can have open communication and tell you that something's not working for me or I can express my feelings but I feel like in that situation I was put in that corner yeah you were you were yeah your back was against the wall my back was against and the wall and you said what you needed to say I just oh, like at your big ass fucking age like can I, you guys believe that at almost 40 men I are still acting this hate way hate men do you hear me is this on <laughs> I hate <laughs> hey taps the mic <laughs> I fucking hate men. Okay? That's... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the floor. <laughs> the meeting is adjourned. <laughs> Refill, please. Yeah, no. Fuck, seriously. No, I'm just kidding. I have to get back to this. <laughs> no, seriously. So that that's the reason that I actually... That's my very first time ever in my but that entire was valid. life ghosting somebody. That was valid. Yeah, and I don't feel that it was ghosted. I feel like... You lied and you should have expected it. And it died that. off and you said what you need to say and you can't fucking sell someone dreams and then like, bitch, I'm gonna, I just had this conversation with someone that I'm like currently talking to right now, like, he kind of got mad at the fact that I'm like, everything you've given me in your track record, like, why are you gonna get mad? I can't keep going off the potential of things, like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go off what you've shown me. What you've shown me is that you don't fucking care enough to figure it out, like, you're not gonna make the effort. Or you're, it's just not important enough to you. And it, that's okay. It, that's, you've made it loud and clear. But how are you going to get mad at me that now I'm going to act accordingly and I'm going to move different? I'm not going to keep like, oh, but maybe when, like, it, no, fuck that. Like, it's not, no, it's, I'm 23 years old. Like, I'm probably not going to get any finer, thinner, hotter than this. Like, this is my prime, okay? Like, and I'm it's not, good that you know that now. Oh, it's good that you know that now because when I was at your age, I I definitely didn't have the security in myself. But again, I was not right. in the place also too. It's di very different. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that you know that because at the end of the day, like a man's actions will always speak more volumes than a man's words yeah. because they're gonna always paint a pretty picture. They're gonna always tell you what you think you want to hear. Mm -hmm. And this is why you have to observe the actions and how they move post you expressing your feelings. And so the fact that you know that now, even at this young age, it it matters because you're going to save yourself from so much heartache. Dude, I've been single for two years and I feel like there's maybe been almost two instances where I've actually like almost liked somebody, but then I'm like, what the fuck? Like you did X, Y, and Z, so I'm good like I'm I'm good you know yep and like even I asked my mom I'm like mom why am I single she's like because you don't put up with bullshit I was like thank you because so it's like <laughs> you get to a place where you learn to categorize people and to understand what is not for you and what is for yeah, you so 100%. you get to a place where you're like 
you know what, like, I like this person, but does this serve me in a good way? Right. Like, does this, does this amplify who I am or right. does this dull my sparkle because they make me feel like XYZ or I'm constantly stressed because they're not fulfilling this part of me that I need. And as soon as you start to realize that people are taking away from you rather than adding to your cup, it's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You know how to protect yourself and that's when I think you make the decision to ghost yeah or not to ghost but i think most of the time you can have the conversation and say hey you know what this isn't working working for me even though it's a hard conversation to have i feel like comfortable right i yeah. feel like there's very rare instances where you're like i just gotta not say anything right sometimes let you figure it out truthfully sometimes <clears throat> things are better left unsaid but yes. i feel like it's all subjective too like i've been ghosted when i think about it i counted i told jackie like it's actually been three times okay Explain those. Like, do you feel like you warranted being ghosted? Maybe one of them. Maybe one of them. Okay. okay. Maybe one of them. The other okay. two, fuck no. One of them was my ex of five years. Once okay. I caught him in some fuck shit, right? Like, the night it happened, it took him a week, I think. It was like a week to say anything to me. And I was like, how are you with somebody for five years? And you just, you're okay with like, meh. Okay, but to that, I feel like you were you were ghosted for a week, but not fully because eventually he came back to explain it, and I feel like he was gathering his thoughts because he knew he messed up. Right. I will say, okay, yeah. on all three accounts that I have been ghosted, they've all spun the block. Whether it was a week later, whether it was two weeks later, whether it was a month later, all of them have tried it. And it's honestly, like, I know everyone's always like, oh, they always come back. They do, but that's not that's not flattering. It's almost like insulting because you think you still have access to me. You know, like mm-hmm. every three, like the three times that I have been, and my ex, it took like a week for him to say something to me. It was some fucking dumbass bullshit too. Like, hey, I don't think things should have ended that way. Like, what the fuck? You feel? Hey, squeeze me. Get the fuck. And then the other instance. Did I not just catch you? <laughs> on some fuck shit. Oh, and downtown Fullerton. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> JP23. Oh my god. And then the other instance, I had been talking to this guy for, I mean, I'd say like two to three months. He ghosted me. It took him two weeks to like say something to me, right? He like tried to explain himself. It was a really sad ass fucking excuse. And I was like, you hit my phone with this. Like he, he apologized, but I felt like it wasn't the most genuine. And then the most recent instance, um, that was probably the most pathetic fucking thing I'd ever heard. Like he fucked up. I, he knew he fucked up. He, I, even though I was still talking to him, he ghosted me, right? A whole month went by. He hit me up like, hey, you probably hate me, but I hope you're doing good. Like, what the? Yes. Yes, I do hate you. You're fucking right. Like, are we just not going to. You are a piece of shit. (laughs) Are we not going to acknowledge the fact that, like, you just ghosted me for a month? Like, I don't know. And I feel like now he's just, like, trying to get my attention. And I'm like, bruh, like, take accountability. Like, you are 23 years old like take fucking accountability like do you feel like it's hurtful do you feel like it hurts you um to be ghosted i don't know if i'd say in the two the the last two instances with my ex i was like fuck you yeah because we're how do you how are you together with someone date someone for five years best friends for like 10 years and it takes you a week to say something that i think is hurtful the other two since it really wasn't anything serious it's just more like fuck you like and the fact that you think you can hit me up and be like hey like (laughs) i think that that's where we're different because i think that i would i think it's hurtful i think it would hurt me it still hurts me deep inside to 
know that somebody that I had a connection with just decides to say blah when I know that I'm not the type of person that does anything wrong. Right. You know, when I know that I'm being honest with you, because I will be honest with you if you ask me questions or whatever, I will be honest with you. So if I am honest with you and then you still choose to ghost me, if I were to ever be ghosted, because I never have been, but if I were to ever be ghosted, I would be like, like, where did that come from? Like, that would genuinely hurt me because I would be like, what prompted you to stop talking to me? And it would make me like, I think, psychoanalyze myself. I think it's human nature, like, Period. Whether you're getting ignored for, like, a short period of time, whether it's an extended period of time, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, it's going to make you... I think the most powerful response is silence. Like, in any instance, if you... Someone hurt you, they're trying to, you know, make amends or, like, come trying to, like, seek forgiveness. If you're hitting them with the no no response, it's going to drive them crazy. Mm-hmm. Being ignored naturally is going to make anybody go fucking nuts. Whether it's sadness, whether it's anger, like, it's going to elicit some kind of reaction. And, of course, like, I mean, you're going to fuck, like, what? It pissed me off. I don't think I was more sad. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, fuck you. I mean, I'd rather be angry than sad, even though, like. And I think you have that. It's your natural response to be more angry. Oh, I am. I think it's your, it's Kiki's (laughs) natural response to be like, "Uh uh-uh. Like, it's, and I think it's my more natural response to be sad or to be like, hmm. Yeah why and like process and try to think of the other person and why they did this why they said that why yeah I think it's just my nature or maybe it's my age and nature yeah I feel like I used to get sad over things I feel like I used to be like oh my gosh like that hurt my feelings but now I feel like it's and also I'm not proud of it but I could hold a grudge like a motherfucker I could hold a grudge like a motherfucker and it's not about pride I think it's more me being stubborn so like since those two guys spun the block, yeah, well, all of them tried, you know, hitting me up again after, I was just like, the fuck? Like, I'm too stubborn to entertain that again. I accepted one of their apologies. I was like, whatever, it's cool, you know? Like, even though it was a sorry-ass excuse for an apology, I was like, cool. The other one, never. Like, I didn't contact. It's been a couple weeks. I texted you tonight. Yeah. Happened. It's been a couple weeks. And I was just like, mm, no. You know? Like, fuck you. Um, I think I'm just too stubborn and, like, not that I'm bitter, but, like, I feel begrudged. Like, nobody's business. I'm not proud of that. That's just the cancer in me. Do you think that holding a grudge, um, makes you more angry? For, for sure. Because, like, yeah. it's, it's only gonna, like, make you upset, you know? I mean, they may be wondering, like, what the fuck? Like, why? But at the end of the day, like, you're the one harboring that resentment. So that's why I'm, like, I'm not proud of that shit. And that's something... Have I'm you sure. tried to work on it? I have tried. And I feel like I've gotten a little bit better. Over time, probably. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten mm-hmm. a little bit better. Because there's instances where I'm, like, you know what? If I were to see that person, like, it's it's whatever. Like, I'm not mad about it anymore. Will I want to be your fucking friend again? Like, no. But it is what it is. What happened, happened. And, like, okay. But there are some instances where bitches still fuck you and your fucking mom. Like <laughs> I would live for the day where uh, Kiki is grudge-free because I feel like I knew that Kiki before yeah. you went through what you went through. And yeah. I feel like that's the epitome of uh, going through something that's really hurtful, like the situation with your ex. Mm-hmm. Like how painful that was and how it really changed you to become so much more savage with men and so much more like... <laughs> aggressive with men but I live for the day that you regain that control back or that part of you to be soft yeah and to be back to that place because I feel like that's such a beautiful place and I remember you in that place yeah and so I live for you to come back to 
that safe place. Yeah. Where somebody makes you feel safe. Safe, yeah. Yeah. I and I feel like that's that's probably it'll come in due time. Yeah. And with experience. But I feel like that's probably the best version that I have ever seen of Kiki is to not be savage because you really aren't <laughs> savage. Your whole heart is the most beautiful thing in the world. Your whole heart. Like I said, <laughs> the first person yesterday when I was dealing with um, that whole post-it note at my doorstep and I, I was like, immediately scared. To stay with you? She was the immediately, the first, even though my sister was in that group <laughs> chat. My sister. Even though my, she lived like down the street. <laughs> my sister was in that group chat. Marissa was in that group chat, with Mar which I know Marissa would come. I was the furthest. I was yeah, and mom. she was like, the furthest. She's all the way like, like 45 an minutes hour away. away. Yes. <laughs> She was the first one to be like, I'm in there like somewhere. Yeah. And we talked, we like vented both yeah. of us, and then we both fell asleep and we were both all cozy, mm -hmm. woke up peacefully. Yeah. So she's the first person to have that very soft heart. But I feel like because of her her experiences, it has hardened her heart a little bit. And I just live for the day that it will come back to where you are in your soft space again. My soft era. My in soft your soft era. era. I feel like she's in her savage era. And that's okay because I feel like we all, you have to go, go through, through these that. things. Yeah, you have to go through that. Yes. You have to experience all of it. Yeah, you do. You do. You yeah. have to experience all of it. Yeah. Where you're mad, sad, angry, happy, then back to normal and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I live for the day where you come back to that space and you feel safe to be you because I feel you like is a, a very beautiful you. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm approaching the end of my I told Jackie like I'm I'm done. Like I'm done being a she was like, You've been a savage for two fucking years. I'm like, I have been. My friends call me like they call me fuckboy. And not even like Facts. It's just cause I could be so like like I'm detached, you know? And like I feel like I'm over it. Not just like, oh, I want somebody, but like I'm just over not the games, but I'm just like over. Like I'm I'm op I'm receptive to the idea now of maybe being vulnerable. And I, I was. I maybe that's why the last instance where I got ghosted, it did kind of like it stung a little bit because I was like, bro, the one time I was remotely considering just as for a second being like soft, you pulled some fuck shit, you know? And mm -hmm. I was like, ah, I'm back to my no fucky ways. But when it comes to my friends and my family, like I think I'm a ride or die ass bitch and I will always be like I'm soft. I'm soft when it comes to my friends and my family, but man, no. Right now, you don't get that fuck inside of me. <laughs> and again, I think it's based on experience yeah. and on age. Yeah. Because as opposed to you, yeah. me and my just my recent instance of my dating situation with somebody that I really liked and ghosting him, even though that stung for me, even though that was hurtful for yeah. me, because I genuinely yeah. liked, him. Like, like, I liked him. like, I genuinely liked him. We all knew that. Mm -hmm. I genuinely liked him. Um... I am not, I, I don't think that I have it in me to become savage or to do that. But again, it's my headspace and where I'm at in a different place. Yeah. That it, for me, it's like, okay, well, it had to be this way. And now the next person, and I don't have any reason to be savage with the next person. I'm just very in a place to be peaceful, like vulnerable, vulnerable yeah. and I'll be safe, and if I see that it's unsafe, I know how to exit. Like, how to act on it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it in me to savagely um, disconnect from somebody, to be mean to somebody, because Kiki is a savage. <laughs> she learned from the best, a.k.a. Marissa. 
Marissa really sculpted me. She really molded me. you to be. I Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. And so I do not have that in me. I am <laughs> She tells me sometimes, place. like, I wish I could be as fucking sad. Yeah, because she made you that. Honestly, yeah. Marissa scared me it for was some like, time. It was like my experiences. Also, like, I've just hated men since the ripe age of, like, five. Okay? Let's just set the record fucking straight. Can we talk about that? <laughs> Do you mind me being vulnerable? I Yeah, no, I'll be vulnerable. Okay, can you tell me why you've hated men since the age of five? I think we're going to need to bring Sophia. <laughs> Sophia, refill. Refill. So we're going to take a sip to that. I didn't expect us to get this deep, but since we're here. <laughs> since we're here, let us know. Also, I didn't realize how much Tito's Kiki emptied, but Kiki emptied. Look, I'm not a bottle for no fucking reason, okay? I'm just like, my oh, purpose you is actually, to get people fucking drunk. You actually emptied the Tito's bottle in that cup. Which I have it, a but the real question is, why couldn't I taste it? <laughs> I did a good fucking job, yeah. obviously. Clearly. Look, my sole purpose is to get people drunk so they could get another bottle, tip me more. You know how it goes. Okay, so my sole purpose in creating this podcast was to get real raw and real vulnerable with people about real life things. And so Kiki expressing and being able to be open or open to the idea of expressing where her hatred stemmed from for men, not necessarily a generalized hatred or maybe a generalized hatred, but like where her ideals about men came from is kind of the things that I really wanted to talk about on this podcast and so i really appreciate you for saying that and actually saying that you would be open to discussing that and why you feel like your opinion about men stemmed from the ripe age of five like i mean like literally i was 1999 okay like that's the year i was born um i just feel like for for girls i mean given if you had, you know, a father figure in your life, even if you didn't, I feel like that still is setting the tone. I feel like it's just your, your dad is like the first person to set the tone for you on like your perception of men, like, and how, you know, you saw your parents' relationship was and their interactions. And like, for me, I never really knew my parents like happily together. You know, my parents probably split when I was like, I don't know, maybe like 12. 13 but it, it was just like my dad was my first example of like ew like of a man yeah and like he was you know when he was present he was a good dad or he is a good dad but like as a husband absolutely not and I feel like having to see all that happened in front of me and like not even just my dad but all the men around me in my family like I, it, it's very unfortunate to say but there's like not a single man at least in my family, that I could be like, I would want someone like that for me, you know? Like, the girls that are like, oh my god, I want to find someone just like my dad. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? If I see even a glimpse, like, of my dad in a man that I'm, like, maybe talking to, love, like, it was so nice meeting you. Thank you, love for, you goodbye. Thank you for the dinner. Thank you for the drink. Like, I'm okay. So. What do you feel was more impactful for you uh, growing up? Do you feel like it was more impactful for you to the way that your dad treated you? Or do you feel it was more impactful for you and your impression of men the way that your dad treated your mom? 
and observing that relationship. Like it's tricky because like aside from the husband that he was to my dad, like he had other demons, you know, that he was battling. Like growing up, me growing up and like seeing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like it was more so like seeing how he treated my mom. You know, my mom like. It's just, like, it's different when you see it with your own parents. And, like, for me, I, I get, like, so shocked when people my age are like, oh, yeah, my parents are still together. I'm like, no fucking way. Like, how? And I'm like, are they happy, though? Like, Can I chime in here real quick? Yeah. Um, I think that the most precious and most beautiful thing that a man could do for his kids is to love his wife correctly. A hundred fucking percent. Yeah, that's why I asked if you feel like the way that your dad treated you was more impactful or the way that you saw your dad treated your mom was more impactful. Yeah. Because it's the uh, dynamic that we observe Mm -hmm. and it's what we would emulate or see as like the stepping stone or the standard for what we should want for ourselves. So I always say, and I truly believe that the way that a man loves his wife or their kid's mother mm-hmm. is the way that kids will see what love really is. 100%. Which is exactly why I made the decision to exit my marriage and hope in hopes of finding somebody who can love me in a way that my kids can observe what that. genuine love is. Mm-hmm. So then you agree. 100%. That more so not what your dad did for you, but the way that he loved your mom or what he did to your mom affected you of more. Of course. Like, I had my own... You know, and to this day, I still have, like, a very rocky relationship with my dad. But those are things that, like, I can, you know, forgive or it's, like, a work in progress type thing. But the things that I had to see between my parents and, you know, all the things that he did to my mom, it's just, like, I, it, it, you can't help but it shaped how your perception, you know? And, like... What did he do specifically that shaped your perception? I mean, obviously, like, infidelity is a huge thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, countless acts of being unfaithful. Um, Was that hurtful to you because you felt like he did it to your mom? Or hurtful to you because he did it to your entire family? I think it's just hurtful because he did it to all of us, you know? Like, and that's what I think, like, people don't realize. Like, maybe in the act, and, you know, not saying that women can't be unfaithful, too. Like, it it goes both ways. Yeah, I think, like your kids are observing and seeing every single thing that you do and like it's just gonna harbor resentment you know like in one way or another it's gonna fester and fester and it's just like that was the example that I had set for me and like it just yeah I I can't help but say like my relationship on or my perspective on relationships and marriages is tainted from that like and like I said not only because of my dad but all of the men around me and my family like I literally can't name like one faithful man in my family that I know Mm -hmm. like the only I feel like the only good examples of guys that I have are literally like John and Alex Mm-hmm. and like not that I know them in relationships but like they're just gem- genuinely like good men so if you guys don't know John and Alex or if you guys ever observe our group or whenever I post us going out John and Alex John is my brother and Alex is my cousin and uh, I'm gonna get emotional but I just feel like uh, they are good men they are yeah, yeah. they are yeah, I feel like I do can. feel like they are good men, and I feel like they set that tone or that standard that makes me think that there's somebody out there that will uh, genuinely love me, or genuine and like it's so beautiful that we have that group. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like they set that tone and that standard 
for all of us, for all the girls in the group, yeah. that they will not allow us to feel devalued, mm-hmm. that they will not allow us to accept anything that is beneath us. Right. And I feel like anytime I feel decepcionada by a man, mm-hmm. I think about them. You restore your faith, like, just a little Yes, bit. because I think about them, and I think about the people that they genuinely are, and yeah. the men that they genuinely are. They are protectors. They are lovers. Yeah. They want to make you feel safe. They yeah. want to make you feel protected. They want to make you feel taken care of. I'm so thankful that they're part of our group. Right. And, like, they can show us that. Yeah. 100%. Because, yes, because they, I, I feel yeah. the same way I feel every the same time. Way. I think after we had gone to Beyond, like, it was me and Natalie, and we were talking about my cousin Natalie after, and we were mm. like, dude, like, the guys just made us feel so safe. And, like, honorable mention, Chelsea's... Hubby, Kevin. Oh, yeah, like, my, my brother-in-law, too. He's, my brother-in-law, too. Yeah, my brother... I will say, like, two of my brother-in-laws, too, like, I, I told them, like, hey, no fucking pressure, but, like, you guys are some of the last men to, like, restore my faith a little, so don't fuck it up. Like, no pressure, though. No <laughs> yeah, just fucking don't, pressure. Don't fucking shit, though. Um, you know, but, yeah, I, I just feel like they're, yeah, the only really men I could think of. Like, all the inner... I mean, I, like, it's just, like, I have... I've dated, okay? Like, I've dated, I've had my experiences, and I'm like, man, like, I can't think of good men aside from them. Like, I just can't. I can't. And, like, no, obviously, nobody's fucking perfect. Like, everyone's gonna have it perfected, but I'm just like, when it comes down to, like, the principles and the values, like, I just, you know, they're the only last guys that I could really think, like, okay, they give me, like, a glimmer of hope. Yeah, so seeing them, to me, makes me think, like, okay. It exists. Yeah. There's somebody out there that will do. Yeah. It may be fucking And hard. above and beyond. Yeah. It may be fucking hard to find. But <laughs> it may be I'm fucking digging. <laughs> Looking for the diamond in the rough. Me going to the other countries, I'm like Okay. So do you feel like you harbor any resentment towards your dad for shaping your ideals of men? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, because I'm like that you're you were my first like concrete example setting the tone yeah of course like i have a tainted perspective now mm-hmm. thousand percent um do you feel like if you were to decide to forgive him in whatever way or capacity that took and forgive him for what he did to your family and to your mom do you feel like that would liberate you to like be more open to real, real love. And do you feel like that would open you up to, like, something great? Because I feel like sometimes we're hindered by our own limitations and our own ideals by what what shaped us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when we hold on to these things until we release them, are we not able to be open to everything great? Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think so. And, like, my mom even asked me the other day because it's, like, I told her. I was, like, it's... Love her. <laughs> queen. Shout out, shout out to Dirty D. Shout out to her. <laughs> my mom is a fucking queen. But um, I told her the other day, like, it's so bad to the point where, like, if I see, you know, like, a happy couple. Obviously, like, you can't believe everything you see. It's not realistic. Um, but if I see, like, a happy couple, uh, automatically I'm, like, mm, someone's fucking around on each other. You know? Like... And she was like, Kiana, that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. It and I is was terrible. Like, I-, I know, but like, I just can't help but think like, either someone's unhappy, someone's stepping out on the other. She was like, <laughs> she's like, are you still in therapy? <laughs> I was like, she's like, girl, you need some help. 
I was like, not anymore. I was, and I did, I, I was in therapy for a while, especially after like such a long-term relationship. Um, I felt like I really needed it, but I was like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like my, my trust issues do run deep, but at the same time, I feel like I've also learned, like, I can only control me. Like, you're going to do what you want to do, you know? Like, and I can't prevent it. I can't stop it. Like, I'm going to let you do what it is you want to do, and I'll act accordingly. So, I feel like, I mean, my relationship with my dad is, like, such an uphill battle, but I feel like, I don't think it's just him that's, like, stopped me from allowing myself to, like, be vulnerable. You know? Progressively over time, I think that you've gotten a little better on yeah. your own. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, like, I have been, like, and especially, like, I have been a little softer as of lately. You like, have been. a little softer. And I told the girls, like, see, this is why I'm not fucking soft. But I would prefer for you to be soft. <laughs> and this, I was like, this is why I'm not fucking soft. But at the end of the day, like, it's never my loss. Like, okay, maybe your feelings get hurt a little bit. But, like, it's not my loss. Like, I didn't do Can it. I repeat that again? It's never your loss never to be my, soft. It never is never loss. your loss. It's somebody else's loss. Yes, yeah, it's never my fucking loss. You like, don't have to be hard. You don't have to be hard. It's never I'm your loss. I'm talking to myself right now. And I'm talking to you too. Kiki, it is never, never your yeah. loss yeah. to be soft. It doesn't matter what your dad did, how much he failed you, how much he failed your family, how much he failed your mom. It doesn't matter what your ex did. It doesn't matter what anybody did. It does not hurt you yeah, it's not to loss. be soft. It is not your loss. Yeah, and that's soft. why I that's why I say like I think I'm kind of nearing the end of like my fuck you, fuck this. Like it's always gonna be fuck man, <laughs> but like and it, yeah, for funsies, <laughs> for funsies, for funsies, but I for think, content. I think I am nearing the end of like being so hard. You know, like I will always have a guard up with anybody, whether it's friendships, whether it's you know platonically, romantically, whatever. I'm always gonna be like because I don't trust anybody that easy. Like, period, in general, you know? Um, but I think I'm kind of like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be so... Like, let... I think that you should get to a place where you're so secure in yourself. And I think that you're almost nearing there where you're so secure in yourself that it doesn't scare you what people do. Right. That if they do it, then you're like, okay, right. you show your colors. Well, I'm cool. Okay, then. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Where you don't have to be mad or bitter about it or yeah. anything. Just like, oh, okay, you show your colors. Well, I'm going to protect me. So it was nice to know you and on to the next. Thanks for that. Yeah, but there, there's no necessity to be. So like. Oh, yeah. because Kiki and <laughs> has been. Oh, yeah. but again, I feel like generational. Mm -hmm. I feel like also um, experiences. experiences. And I feel like also because there was still some leftover resentment or hurt mm -hmm. from dad yeah that it really shapes your responses yeah and i always wanted to touch on this like i always wanted to touch on this with you but i feel like it's such a sensitive topic to talk about our parents and talk yeah. about like kind of what what made us because even for me like my dad was i mean i love my dad to death you guys know my dad uh passed away in uh, 2021, or if you guys didn't know, now you guys know my dad passed away in 2021. But although he was uh, a dad, mm -hmm. and he was always like, oh, all these things for us, and he always provided more and everything, he also wasn't the best example of a man. Right. He also is the reason, too, why I accepted less than what I deserved. Mm -hmm. Because although he showed me things, he showed me things that I, my value came from his financial gifts. 
because he worked so much and he mm-hmm. made six figures. So my value came from financial gifts, mm-hmm. but unnecessarily somebody who actually valued me. And he also always made me silence my feelings mm-hmm. because I would tell him how I felt or my frustrations. And he would say, well, I love you no matter what. Right. Like, so instead of accepting and acknowledging my feelings, he would make me feel like my feelings were invalid. Right. By saying, I love you no matter what. Yeah, and it's like, but you're not accepting accountability mm-hmm. for my feelings. So I feel like this is such... I feel like um, dads really set the standard and the tone for what we accept as <laughs> women. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like dads set the standard and the tone for what we accept as women. Yeah. And uh, it's... It's crazy to process that as an older person and see, like, damn, your the parenting really matters. Oh, yeah. And especially a dad for a girl. Yeah, just, like, I feel like, like, for a little boy, like, a mom can do the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, daddy issues run fucking deep. Mommy issues run fucking deep. Like, I feel like I've never heard Kiki say anything about her mom that has affected her negatively aside from like maybe your mom not being receptive or open to wanting to date yeah i want my i want to pimp out my mom so right if anybody's feel <laughs> wants to take care of my mom who you know could show her a good time wine and dine her please please dm me yes okay? but i feel like in private conversation the one person that i feel that has impacted kiki's life so much and a lot of the way that she moves regardless of whatever circumstance has happened to her is her dad and i never touch on the subject because i know it's sensitive yeah 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 it's sensitive yeah yeah so i never touch on the subject because i know it's sensitive so i really appreciate you saying that and saying that it's shaped because i could see it yeah it would be as a mom yeah i would be lying if i said it didn't like you know it's your first in my opinion like I said, it's your first, like, it sets the tone, sets the standard, like, as a little girl, like, your dad, his presence, or lack thereof, is gonna, like, shape, you know, your perception, so. And even the way that he just moves, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it genuinely shapes yeah. who you are, and it matters, so dad's out there. And that's why, like, like, I, I, told, I joke with my mom all the time. She gets mad at me because I'm like, the day I want, I'm ready to have kids. Like, I'm getting a sperm donor. She's like, Kiana, shut up. I'm like, no, but I'm so serious. Like, the thought of having to select somebody that I think is capable and great for, like, raising my children and being those examples and setting those tones, like, that's so scary. I don't want to, you know, be or their dad be responsible for how they feel about things. Like, yeah, because I'm like, I've been there. Like, I don't want that. So I'm like, what if it's just me and them? Like, what if it's just mom does it all, you know? Like, I don't know. But she gets mad at me when I joke about, like, I'm going to go sperm donor. <laughs> One of my friends. No, I feel it because it's scary. <laughs> Even for me, like, I have felt it heavy on my heart to pray for my my kid's dad. And not so much because of, it's, it's from, it's, I feel like it's just for my daughter. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, to him, he, to me, he's nobody, but... It's like my daughter is my everything. And so to me, it's like I would want my daughter to have the best example so that she expects the best. The best. The best. That, and that's all I care about. Yeah, the best. The best. The best. I don't ever want her to feel any feelings that I felt. Yeah. I, I just want her to have the absolute best. So I feel like I, 
I understand the things that you have said because although I didn't experience the things that you experienced, I feel like um, your dad really shapes what you accept and what you don't accept. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it makes me emotional because, again, well, again, my dad is absent and, like, there's just a lot of things that, like, I feel like because I'm so much older and mature, I understand generationally why there was differences. Mm -hmm. But if I can do better and if I can teach my kids better, why not? Why and not? the same thing yeah. because, again, I see you and, like, I see how it affected you. And I know that it did. Yeah, of course. And I know that it continues to until you really, really... Like, release that. Yes, and until you have those conversations with your dad yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a work in... Um, I don't want to say... <laughs> that's not even a work in progress. It's not a work in progress. I don't want to say that, but, yeah. It's kind of something I'm just like, hmm, I got to take it for what it is. Yeah. For right now. For right, for right now, yeah. For right now. Um. So... With that said, and with all of this combo, I know I got a little bit sentimental. <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. I am too. I, am I too. saw those eyes. Yeah, I am too. No, I'm emotional as fuck. Like, I for sure am. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I saw those eyes and I'm really proud of you for being able to have this conversation. So I really thank you for being open and sitting here with me. And I like, love you. Thank you for having me. Opening up. And I would like to always leave this podcast on a positive note and with good feelings and like words of encouragement. So if there's something that you could say to people about anything to leave on a positive note, what would your positive note be? For me, I feel like I always tell myself like what's meant for me will find me in any, whether it's like work related, career related, whether it's, you know, romantically, platonic, whatever it is, like what is meant for me will find me. I'm in the right place at the right time every time. Um, and I will never force a situation. Like, that's how I view everything. So nothing is by mistake. Nothing is by mistake. Ever. Like, ever. Whether it's a lesson. Whether it's, whether it's temp a temporary season. Every time. And I would have to agree with you, Kiki. Yeah. I would have to say that everything that happens in your life, don't take it so personally. Yeah. Just take it as, for like, what a, it for what it is and then go on to the next. That's the next. Everything is a lesson mm -hmm. learned. And I mean, like, I may not have realized that until, like, now. You know, I'm t I'll be 24 in July, and it may have taken me a little bit of time to realize that. But in hindsight... You're like, still so young. Yeah. And I, and I am. Like, I, even though a lot of people think I'm fucking older than what I am. Shoot, buddy. <laughs> everyone thinks I'm, like, 27, 28. Um, I'm only 23, and I just feel like I can appreciate seeing that now. Like, everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to. Like, I'm not going to force a hand. I'm not going to force a situation. Like, I am right where I'm supposed to be. I agree. Yeah. I think that that is the best note that we could leave on. You are right where you are supposed to be. And trust the process and be patient. Don't try to force things. Don't try to fast forward. Enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the now. Enjoy the now. Sounds corny, but it's true. It sounds gay as shit. <laughs> but live in the present, man. It bitch. sounds so good. Yeah, Take us into that. Cheers. Live in the present. Yeah. That's Enjoy the now. Because 
the now is the only thing that matters. Not what was behind you, not what is in front of you, just literally this moment. I think we do a good job of that too. A hundred percent. I think our friend group, I think I have one of the best friend groups in the entire really universe. Do. Yeah, uh, yeah, our friend group. I is think solid. it's a, a friend group of genuine love and a genuine connection of just love it's it's really deep and it's really like rooted in being in the moment Mm -hmm. and i think that being in the friend group is one of the biggest things that it has taught me yeah to be in the actual moment and be present with everybody yeah all the memories like all all the memories memories i can't even remember pulling out my phone or anything like if anything we set it down and it's just like in the moment Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so being present being present for sure I love that for us. And I love that for you guys, too. So if you guys aren't living in the moment, this is your sign. Cheers. And to the next podcast. Hey. Bye.